Hey guys, what's going on? It's your boy D checking in once again. You already know what time it is, bringing to you the second episode of the Brotherhood Podcast. The Brotherhood Podcast represents culture, self love, education, professionalism, music, and fitness. And through our six pillars, we aim to empower the greater good. This episode, I'm bringing to you my brother Rich Morell. He's going to tell you a little bit about the Brotherhood Project, a little bit about the Brotherhood podcast, and a little bit about the background history behind himself. Stay tuned. It's going to be a real good episode. What's going on, guys? Your boy, Rich. I founded the Brotherhood Project in 2016. Real talk, I'm going to keep it 100. The reason I created the Brotherhood Project, it was because of a heartbreak. I went through a tough emotional situation in my life that I had no guidance. I had no one to speak to. I had no therapeutic solution to my madness that I was going through mentally. At the time that I created the organization, Besides all the emotional pain I was going through, I also moved out of state to find my own identity. Uh, the relation I was in, relationship I was in, uh, became toxic, became unwanting. And due to that, I lost my identity because I wanted it so bad. I thought I was in love. I thought I was going to bring what I wanted to me. In reality, I ended up losing my self-identity. So the Brotherhood Project comes from a way deeper place in my heart, in my life. And this is something I definitely want to share with everybody. Listen, I grew up with one parent in my house. I only had one parent, and that's my mother. My mother was my father and my mother. But she was trying to play a father role more than a mother because I grew up in a tough neighborhood. It was me and my older brother, okay? We had to know how to survive. We had to know how to maneuver around, know what's good from bad, okay? So the biggest role model in my life is my mother. My mother has shown me how to treat women, how to respect them, how to value them. But yes, a role of a woman. Only a man could teach a man how to be a man. And in my situation, it didn't come from home. It came from all my mentors throughout my life. It came from my basketball coach in high school. It came from my guidance counselor in college. It came from my assistant basketball coach in college. All these men, all these detail I picked from them has shaped me for who I am today. I was taught how to tailor a suit. I was taught how to definitely work hard, work real hard for what you want. I was definitely taught how to never give up. My brother's a good influence on me, too, because we came from the same humble beginnings. And, yeah, we went through our shit together, but he also came up on top. My brother's six years older than me, folks, six years older than me. So he tried to be the biggest role model he could be, but I am lucky enough to know that I have a role model. Who was his role model? You know what I'm saying? 
there's many of us that struggle through this stuff. This is why I created the Brotherhood Project, because there's many young men and men of all ages that need to hear and understand this. You are not alone. The Brotherhood Project aims to provide a network of role models, all figures in young men's lives. If a brother is weak in one area, his brother will be there in strength for him. If a brother needs help, his brother will be there for his assistance. If a brother needs that extra push, motivation, his brother will be there to give him that energy to get him back on track. We listen to each other. We learn from each other. We thrive off each other. We are healthy and positive environment to grow with the help of each other. Listen, the Brotherhood Project is geared towards males, but we do not exclude women. We are their brothers and they're our sisters. Everyone should be given equality. You know what I mean? The opportunity to grow is amongst all of us. And listen, man, a, a great man, uh, you need a great, strong woman too, okay? Um, just as men don't have great sources of these type of organizations that involve male empowerment, how to grow, how to achieve, best believe women don't have that either. However, you see them outsourcing. You see them trying to strive, become better, stronger, okay, more educated. This is what we need amongst men to become leaders, to lead those roles and show these young boys that the streets, being in the hoods, that survival mode mentality is only going to get you so far. It's not going to get you where you dreamed of. It's going to get you where you want to survive. And that's a big difference in our life. You know, my boy Devin, he's my brother. You know what I mean? I, when I founded this organization, I knew it. I'm like, me and him are going to share the same goal, same passion. We thought the same. We looked at the world the same way. And we're talking about 25-year-olds. We don't got shit yet. We got hopes and dreams and probably 20 bucks in that pocket. Yo, real talk. Without basketball, I would have probably been a street nigga. Basketball took me out of a lot of situations. You know what I mean? That was my first love. But out of that first love, I appreciated family, the orientation of a team, the orientation of seeing a coach who gives a shit about you. Not only to push you to be better, but to discipline you to have a better outcome in your own life. Joining social groups always found a way to keep me safe from me making bad decisions. Me being in sports throughout middle school, high school, me joining sports in college, and then me joining a fraternity in college opened up my mind tremendously because I met so many people from so many different cultures. So it made me a better person. It made me thrive. It, it made me always feel good being part of a group, being part of something way bigger than myself. And I enjoy it, and I enjoy it, and this is something I want to bring influence to other men like me who uh, might need that extra push, that extra guidance. It could be an education. 
professionalism, the gym, you know what I mean? All the pillars we talk about, self-love, music. So this is why I created those six pillars. You know what I mean? Because it's around us all the time. All the time. You know what I mean? Your culture, that's part of you. You need to love yourself first and foremost. No one's going to love you more than you love yourself. And some people have a lot of, lot of hard time understanding that. No one loves you more than you. No one's going to feed you the way you're going to feed you. Or nurture yourself. Or pamper yourself. Or work as hard for yourself. No one's going to do that. You know what I mean? People need to get that together. Some people learn it real quick. Some people don't. In a way, you're selfish. But just for yourself, because if you make yourself better, everyone you love, your whole surroundings, they're going to grow too. They're definitely going to grow too. Um, me creating this organization um, in 2016 meant the world to me because it took me out of a dark place. It helped me gain confidence. It helped me make new friends. It pretty much gave me a whole new chapter in my life that I did not know would have been possible. And for that, I am grateful every day. Because since then, I've been in two other chapters in my life. And I've met great people. I've become a different person. You got to be willing to change. You got to be willing to grow. If you stay complacent, you will never have an outcome. If you want something, you got to go get it. That's just the way life works. Remember when I said I lost my identity? I meant it. I forgot what the hell I like to do. I was so focused and deeply impassioned of satisfying somebody else that I neglected myself. And I paid the price for that. Because it takes time to recollect your thoughts and let yourself be another influence. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're reborn again. But it's tough. Listen, you will never know how many eyes are on you. There's a lot of people that you yourself and I influence and we have no idea. And it's all kinds of people of all ages. You don't know the type of wisdom you might have at a young age because you don't know any better. But there's a lot of eyes on this. If you want to become a leader, are a leader, want to become a better leader, best believe you're going to have a lot of followers, a lot of people that want that guidance. But you're going to want to accept that responsibility because you're going to be changing lives. Listen, the best feeling in the world is when somebody says, thank you. Thank you. You saved my life. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for having me get this job, this promotion, this degree, this influence, this strength, this motivation. Thank you so much. Listen, one of the big things I personally struggle with, uh, and I'm just getting over it now, is 
um, getting love from a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, my best friend coming up to me, be like, yo, I love you. I don't know how to take that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I've never received love from a man. Not in that way. Feel me? A hug, a handshake, you know, aggressively. Yeah. But just come up like, yo, what's good, man? Is that? Yo, I love you, man. That was hard for me to accept it in a proper way. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm not gay and anything. But it's just something that I not know how to appreciate and accept. Because I didn't know what love from a man was. You know what I mean? Nobody ever showed me love like that. So, everyone goes through their shit, first and foremost. Everyone has obstacles they need to go through. And it's okay. Accept them challenges, go through them obstacles. You know? You got to be a champ. Like I said, there's a lot of people who have eyes on you, and you don't even know it. Your responsibilities will grow, but you'll become wiser, more mature. Working now, you'll become stronger. Just the way it is. And there's plenty more shit I've been going through since 2016. Listen, I moved June 13, 2015, to Massachusetts. I moved from New Jersey to Massachusetts. I'm a Jersey boy. I'm a Jersey, New York boy. My family migrated here for the Dominican Republic. They migrated to Miami, then New York, then New Jersey. Um, and, you know, my mom did a big step. My mother uh, entered this country illegally and left everything she knew, everything she understood, only knew one language was Spanish. She left it all to come find a better life for her future. Okay? So now I took a step where I was... Uh, Hey, Ma, I got to go figure something out myself. I'll be back, but I got to head up to Massachusetts to go figure my shit out. I'll be back. And that's what I did. I went up to Mass and became a better person. That was my calling. Me living in Massachusetts, I created the Brotherhood Project. also met a great friend and brother, Devin Allen. And plenty of other people I definitely consider friends up there. Very humble, very humble individuals. Now I had to leave. I told my mom I was coming back. So I moved back to New Jersey. When I moved back to New Jersey, it was hard to adapt again. Because I grew, I grew way stronger than when I left. So when I came back, I came back a totally different individual. Right? So with that came a career path. I became a corrections officer for the state of New Jersey. However, that wasn't my calling. That's what I thought my calling was, but it wasn't my calling. Throughout this process, I tore my meniscus and my left knee. I gave 50 pounds. I can't run for shit. I can't do nothing. I had to get surgery. Hey, I had no job. Because I left corrections because it wasn't paying me too good. So I tried to go back to my other job, 
which was airport security. So I went back to airport security. Hey, but I had a year gap. Within a year gap, I decided to do Uber. I started to do Lyft. Just keep my head above water. I working my ass off, but it wasn't good enough. Listen, my car got repoed. You driving Uber, you driving Lyft. Your car is your money machine. Your car is what's gonna get you that bread. It got repoed. I ain't have enough money. I got into toll problems. I ain't have enough money. You know, I got into depression. That 50 pounds became 60 pounds. I had a tall meniscus still. I have no no insurance. I had nothing. But I kept going. I kept fighting. And then finally, airport security gave me a call for the reinstatement, TSA. Got back into TSA. I said, hey, this is a blessing. I'm going to try to work as hard as I can here. Because I, I, I got goals. I got things I got to fix. Not that I don't like the job. It's I need to I need to hold it down. I got things I gotta fix. I met a wifey on the path. A great soul. A great human being. The best thing ever happened to me. And now look at me now, guys. It's been over a year. And um I'm moving again. I'm going to another state. But permanently, where I want to live, state of Florida. Always where I want to be. So that was in high school. You know what I mean? But I never gave up. And I'm going with a career path. So, you want to win, you got to put the work in. That's just the way it is. And you got to defeat every obstacle. I got surgery on my knee for the meniscus. I take care of the now. I dropped weight. I'm more responsible for everybody now, especially for myself. Being the founder of the Brotherhood Project, I feel that's giving me more responsibility, and I enjoy it. That's why it's so hard for me to give up on anything I do, because if I give up, What's the fucking point of me doing what I'm doing? Why am I trying to make an influence and make stronger men out here in this world if I'm over here being weak? And let's get it straight. It's okay to show weakness when it cannot be controlled. But don't confuse weakness with laziness. Okay, two different things. If you could do something. My grandma always told me, when you do something, make sure no one else has to put its hand on it. Which means if you do something, you just do it correct, do it right. No one else touches it. You did it. You left your mark on it. So, guys, this is going to be a uh, podcast. We're going to have a lot of episodes coming. Okay, I'm here to talk to my little niece. I know y'all hear her. There's going to be a lot of more episodes coming. Me and my boy, Devin Allen. Okay, we're going to be doing a lot of big things out here. I wanted just to share a little bit of my story. There's going to be a lot more. There's going to be a lot more where it comes from.
So uh, stay tuned, folks. I hope this reaches out to somebody and uh, y'all want to hear more. I'm going to want more. I definitely want to hear from you guys. And uh, stay tuned. Also, we're going to be doing a lot of sponsorship and events in New Jersey, in Massachusetts, and the state of Florida, including New York, Chicago, and maybe possibly California. So any questions, uh, you can hit us up through our Instagram account and Facebook account, which is the Brotherhood Project, that's May 2016. Or hit us up on email, thebrotherhoodproject.org at gmail.com. Holla. What's going on, guys? Your boy D checking in. That was my brother, Rich Morrell. He said a very heartfelt piece. Definitely very happy to have him on the show. Hope y'all enjoyed it. We did try and get together to do the episode together, but unfortunately, Anchor wasn't cooperating with us. We had a little uh, technical difficulty. But all in all, it was still a great episode. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Stay tuned for the next one. Episode number three is going to be coming on the way very soon. Peace.